Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and here on Just Some Magic we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. So whether you're counting down your days till your next vacation or you're on your way to work wishing to be going to a more magical place, this is the podcast for you. Today's guest is Kinsey who is a big Star Wars fan and an incredible Disney bounder. She shares a wonderful story of an exciting moment that happened at Galaxy's Edge with another character. If you guys are new to the show, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. And we are always looking for more magical moments to feature on the show, and you can submit it by going to the link in the show notes or going to justsomemagic.com and clicking on the Share Your Magic button. I can't wait to read all your stories, but now, on with the show. Today, we have a very special guest on. She's an annual pass holder, Disney fan, and a D23 member. But today, we have Kinsey. Hi, Kinsey. Hi, Morgan. I'm so excited to have you on today and share your most magical moment. You want to give us a little teaser of what your story is today? Yeah, no, definitely. I would say that I had a very unique experience in Batu and Galaxy's Edge, which has definitely helped shape something I'm very passionate about, which is Disney bounding. And I think that the ability to dress up in the park gives an extra special magic moment that we're able to have with characters. So I'm excited to share that today. Oh, I'm so excited to hear all about it. But before we get started, so are you in California? I am. I have lived in Southern California my entire life. Oh my goodness. So what got you into Disney bounding and Disney and what what started this whole love and trend? And it kind of goes into my first question of why do you love Disney? Yeah, I have grown up going to the park. So I was an annual pass holder when I was a kid with my parents and they would take me a couple times a year and it would be a big family outing I have a younger brother and we would go with another close family friend so it was always like walking to the park and just being around Disney Magic is where I have so many of my experiences and then when I went off to college I stayed in Orange County and that gave me the opportunity to renew my annual pass and be able to go as more of like a Disney adult. But definitely when I got my first job out of college, I worked in the Anaheim area. So every Friday, more or less, I was going to the Disney park right after work. I told myself it was because I was like waiting out the traffic back to downtown LA, but really it's to get that like stress relief after a long day's work and get a churro or watch a show. And I think that's really what I did. So like right before the pandemic, literally at least once a week I was there. So I was very up to date with all the Disney news. And I think that that's just been really fun. And I think that also has pushed me into Disney bounding because when I was going once a week and as an annual pass holder, I started to think, what could I do that a 
like one day ticket holder wouldn't necessarily do. And for me, that was meeting with characters because that's always something I missed out. I don't know if it had to do with like just waiting in line or seeing like, oh, I see Mickey all the time from afar. Maybe I don't necessarily need to meet him. But then definitely in the past three years, I ended up meeting people from mainly Instagram who also uh-huh. like to dress up and that kind of like for the moment, it kind of started with Mickey's 90th birthday, which was in November of, I want to say 2018 or 2019. And so I responded to someone on Instagram who had said, oh, we're putting a Mickey group together. Like, let me know if you, if anyone's interested. And so I reached out and that's how I kind of got started with the group of friends that I'm with now. And everyone's kind of pulled one or two other people. And we kind of all have different crafting skill levels, which is kind of nice to learn and be pushed to be whatever. If anyone has any sort of Disney idea for what they want to do, if there was a movie that they always wanted, they needed a big group of people to put together. I am down and motivated and thankfully we all end up picking different characters. So there's not too much of dispute of, oh no, I really want to be Pluto or I really want to do Minnie. Mm-hmm. We're all pretty different tastes and open to that. And so whenever the group wants to do something, like in this um, situation that I'll be sharing later, it's like, okay, we're down. And we call it like, how extra do you want to be? Like we're being so <laughs> extra when we put these outfits together. And so I'm happy to have found a group of equally Disney crazed adults who are willing to be so extra and meet characters and spend the majority of our park time hanging out and then finding all the characters that were dressed up as or going to our particular land to take pictures in. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. And I love that you say like, oh, what level, like you said, you say being extra, but I love that it's the level of intensity. Like, okay, how, how crazy are we going here? Like, is it more casual or is it full cosplay? Like what's, what's the gauge? What's the gauge? I, I, I think that's that's so fun. Um, and okay, wait. So this friend that you went with as Mickey, who was it? Naomi. Um, Naomi. It's a, it's a friend of Naomi, so it's Erica. And so she, I originally okay. wanted to go, and I met Erica. That was the first time I met her. And then I did celebration, all the celebration outfits with Naomi and Erica, and all of that. So were you there on Mickey's birthday with Naomi and Erica? I was, but I don't think if you were there, I don't think our paths overlapped because I was with them for a little bit. That was like my first introduction into them and all their friends but I did meet them first when they were at Dapper Day when they were dressed up as the trash cans in like passing that's how I first saw them and I was like oh my gosh I need to say hi to these trash cans that that, like that amount of like extra was so cool and so I remember saying hi to them and then just like I'm gonna follow all these people on Instagram and then when Erica I think posted about um Mickey's 90th birthday then I was like I'm just gonna reach out to these random strangers and if it works out, at least like we're at the park or if not, I know I can always just like go on a ride or kind of like make my leave. But that was just right. like my introduction into that. So Okay. The reason I ask because that's the exact day I met Naomi because both of us, I, a lot of people were dressing up as birthday Mickey or other more popular versions of Mickey. And I was with a large group separately that all had different versions of Mickey. And I went as a brave little tailor Mickey. And it's like this blue long sleeve shirt and this little like Peter Pan almost type hat. And Naomi dressed up as that too. And we saw each other. We're like, wait a minute. We're both (laughs) doing the same Mickey that no one else is doing. And 
that's when we got together, took a picture and we followed each other on Instagram and now we're friends. So that is so funny that we, we almost could have met that day. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, it's weird how that all works out. <laughs> I know. Disneyland's small. For those that don't know, Disneyland is very small. It's a very small world over there. <laughs> you run into somebody all the time. It's great. Um, okay. And also too, so you said you grew up in California and you know, I, you used it at to going to Disneyland as like, Oh, I'm just trying to wait through traffic because traffic in California is rough for those that don't know. It is terrible. But I have a question. Are, were you like me in the sense of, oh, I'm just going to go for like a minute. I'm just going to do this one thing. And then that one thing leads to, oh, well, I, I, mean, I could just squeeze this in. Oh, well, I'll just watch the nighttime parade since I'm already here. And then just kind of snowballs. And the next thing you know, you're there for like four hours and you didn't even plan to. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that that's kind of the appeal to being able like, when annual pass holders could go all the time when we were in this reservation system, it was really like, okay, oh, there's an annual pass event going on tonight. I guess I'll just go after work and just like hang out and be able yeah. to go. And then it's like, oh, but it's a random Wednesday. So, I mean, that's fine because I'm working down here. So it's that sort of thing where all the, any type of like new merchandise that was released that maybe someone wanted or I just wanted to check out or those little kind of like extra experiences that are maybe mm -hmm. a little bit more tucked away. It's like, okay, I can go. Like, no worries. I don't have to pay for parking or things yes, like that. My yep. like, pass is paid for. So <laughs> let's just kind of like pop in for a couple of hours. I think that's definitely looking back now, like I'm happy I did that because now I wish I could go and not have to make a reservation to be able to go to the park. Like I wish I could have seen the fireworks show when they just released it again and all yeah. that stuff it's like oh like, hopefully when everything starts to get better and they maybe take away the reservation system where it's not as difficult to be able to go then it would be nice to get back into that sort of like pre-pandemic habit of going all the time and having a little bit of release because I think that definitely during not being able to go for 15 plus months yes I realized how often I mean like I knew I was there a lot and people knew I went a lot but like to not to, like hard stop not be able to go to the park was definitely like I my free time like my non-work time was planning Disney trips so when you don't have anything to do because you can't go to Disneyland it was very interesting <laughs> for 15 months to not be motivated to craft because my whole thing I'm a very like oh. DIY type of person and that's what with your Disney has, bounds yeah right so that motivate because I to when I started Disney bounding, I motivated myself to figure out how to sew. I mean, I can only do basic like circle skirts and very minimalist items to be able to find like the perfect color instead of trying to search for it online. Um, I didn't do a lot of crafting during the pandemic because I wasn't motivated because we weren't going out or we weren't going to Disneyland. We weren't planning these kind of like get togethers. And so I didn't do a lot of crafting in 2020, but it is nice to be able, I have already, I've been back twice since the parks <gasps> reopened. And so that's just was like, okay, once we knew what our date was, we we're like, okay, so what are we bounding as? And what are we going to do? Our other thing of like being like so extra was that like, we all kind of knew we're like, okay, so are we putting together two outfits because we're doing California Adventure and Disneyland. So oh. there was a mutual understanding that we were going to, we call it costume change. We were going to do a costume change in between oh. parks. Yes. So that was kind of nice that even though we all haven't been friends necessarily for a very long time. We understood that when we go back to the parks, it was going to be a very extra experience. We were going to do all of the things and dress up if anyone wanted to, if everyone felt like the need from 15 months of something that they wanted to wear to the park, that we would mutual understanding that that was going to happen. That is incredible. And 
okay, you've been going for a long time. And so you've been around since when they had parking tickets where, you know, you check in, you have the annual pass and then you get those little paper stubs. Did you ever collect those and like look back when you renewed your pass and be like, wow, I went on tons of times this year. Did you ever do that? Definitely. I mean, even when they, I noticed the change, which is very, for someone who has goes a lot and collects those parking tickets stubs is that like they went from like a very cardstock paper and then it went to more of a receipt paper and those receipt paper is just not the same of the harder paper and then it faded and I know people even put those parking tickets on their like dashboards you could walk by some cards in the parking lot and just see like a ton (laughs) of different times like that's an annual pass holder they come to Disneyland quite a bit yes oh my goodness okay I'm glad I'm not the only one that did that and I was so upset too when they they switched it I'm like wait why are you changing it this was great what are you doing (laughs) oh my gosh that's so fun okay so now I'll get into some questions with you um you kind of already answered this but why do you love Disney I love Disney because it is that sense of magic for me that that escape I mean I even get excited driving into the Mickey and Friends parking structure because I know that I'm going to Disney and that whether I have friends who will be there or if I'm just going by myself, that it's going to be something different, escape from the outside world or the work world and everything that being able to leave all that behind and walk onto Main Street and you immediately hear the music and see the castle. I just, it has so many happy memories, even from childhood. And as an adult, I've created a whole bunch as well. And I think that that's just I like having that sort of escape and being able to watch a movie or plan a trip or see it's more of a now it's a central location since the friends that I've made live all over Southern California we don't necessarily all live in the same city so Disney is the central location that we are all more or less willing to drive to that's not too terribly far with all of the California traffic oh absolutely I've definitely had the same thing when I lived out there it's you know I lived south of it and I had people that lived even further south than me and then I had people lived more inland towards Riverside or near the beach and it was just like let's go meet at Disneyland it's not because we're not good friends and can't do anything outside of Disneyland it's just you know that there's food we like you know that there's things to do it's an hour from everybody or less it's a good like you said central location so I completely agree on that note yeah and I I think the other thing too is like the safety part of it like I know I always feel safe when I go and so like for me I was like a single female when I was going to the park by myself I knew that I didn't need to necessarily worry or be too cautious of the families or things that were around me because I know that like Disney would always have my back in that aspect so that was kind of a nice way to then know that no matter what I did or within this little like area and world of Disneyland that I would always be protected. I I kind of completely agree and I felt that way especially going into like I'm a single female and I went with another girl too to Tokyo and I once we went into Di- Tokyo Disneyland I'm like I know I'm safe like I know I'm okay like everything will be fine even though I you know it was a little nerve-wracking going to another country and stuff so I completely understand that. Uh, my next question is, what Disney parks have you visited other than Disneyland? Yeah, I have been to four out of the six castles. So I've Whoa. done Disneyland and Walt Disney World. I studied abroad, so I've been to Paris. And then my most recent castle was Tokyo. And I went oh. to Tokyo in 2018. So that has been super fun. I'm half Japanese. So it was a <gasps> trip to go to Japan that like, 
my family has always wanted to do. And so when we finally figure out the logistics and like being old enough to be able to experience everything, we were, we went and we did a tour of Japan for the first half. And then we did Disneyland for the second half, or at least um, my fiance and I, we did Disneyland for our Tokyo Disney sea and land for like five days where my parents, my brother, and my uncle went to just experience each park. And then they went to experience more of Japan. But I knew as a Disney lover that I knew I was going to need more time at sea and land in Tokyo. (laughs) I agree. Okay. My my next question is, so how does your family compare to you when it comes to being fans of Disney? I would say I'm definitely the most Disney crazed out of my family. But thankfully, my fiance is on a similar Disney crazy level. Um, So we are perfect perfect match in that pair. Um, But my like brother and my parents, they both, they all love Disney. But I think that it's more of they're aware of the new movies or attractions coming to the park, but not as intense to necessarily go opening day, like they'll be able they have the patience to want to wait a little wait the crowd that and they will go uh, know that they will go eventually and experience the park or whatever new thing. But definitely I am a, a step above them in the Disney amount of Disney love. You're the leader of the club, would you say? For sure. (laughs) That's so great. Okay, so not your favorite character, but what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to and why? I would say that I am most like Moana because I like the amount of like adventure that she goes on. I love to travel. I think that it took a lot of gut for Moana to leave her hometown and go and look for the heart of Tafiti. And I think that that's something that I'm continuously developing myself on. And I think that started to come with going to the parks by myself, going on these like solo adventures where you're in the park with a bunch of families who are with their friends or what have you. And for me to go by myself was a really big step to kind of be comfortable with who I am. And I think Moana definitely found herself in her sort of journey. And of course, we kind of find those nice, fun characters along the way. And knowing that in like Moana and her story as well with like the heart of Tafiti and kind of overcoming that sort of challenges, we're always coming up with different challenges in our life that might seem monumental at that mm-hmm. point. And then maybe once we overcome those things, it is not not as bad as we thought. And we maybe we save a whole village or from like yeah. this terrible thing, or maybe it's just a much smaller sort of feat. And so I would say definitely Moana. Plus, I really love Pua. So even though he only has like 20 seconds of airtime the entire movie. <laughs> I know, right? And the part of that is I'm joking about eating him. Like <laughs> he needs to be in it more for sure. Kind of speaking of Moana and floats and kind of jumping to, um, I thought of Magic Happens Parade. What is your favorite entertainment at the parks? Like what is your go-to thing? Do you like parades, characters, rides, or there for food? Like what is your main goal that you prioritize when you're at Disney? Oh, I think that really depends. If I'm there solo and by myself, I definitely try to either hit up a show or a parade. I love Magic Happens and Paint the Night and World of Color. Like, I am there for it. I Magical Map. I always try to sneak into the very last showing of Magical Map over by It's a Small World in Toontown because I love the music. I like the atmosphere that, like, the parades and shows sort of 
create. Oh my goodness. And it also too, with Mickey and the magical map, it, if you wait till the last showing and it gets kind of dark and then, you know, the lights are more vibrant and it's, it's, you almost seem feel like you're in an indoor theater because they have to rely on the lights a lot more than during the middle of the day. Yeah, definitely. I think that that's one of the things I'm most looking forward to when they bring it back to the park, since right now there are no live performances at Disneyland. And so I know that I was really happy that I was able to see Magic Happens, the newest Disneyland parade, right before the parks closed because it was only there for like less than three weeks. And I was able to see it like four times because I went so much or I knew I once I had heard the Magic Happens parade soundtrack, I was like, oh my gosh, this parade's gonna be awesome. The little preview and sneaks that were showing up on all of social media for the parade. I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be a great parade. And then seeing it, I was like, oh, I need to watch this parade as many times as possible because I love everything about it the daytime Mm -hmm. version is different than the nighttime version because of the different sort of lights of it so I'm hoping that maybe sometime later this year or early next year they'll bring back magic happens and more people will be able to experience it beyond the YouTube version that Disney released, which was a very good version, but it's so much better live. Oh, it's so much better live. I was very fortunate enough. I was living in Orlando and I traveled back to California to literally see it because Aurora is my girl. That's my favorite. Okay. My next question, and take your time to answer this too. This is a tough one. If you could add in another movie to Magic Happens, which movie would you want to add to it? And what song from that movie? That is a very good question. Because I truly, I might cut this out. I feel like that parade needs like one more big float. Like it needs, it's a little too short for my liking. Like it needs one more per like parade float. Yeah, no, that is true. But I was trying because it all has like a sort of theme. The of course all the parades have themes. So I know that <laughs> like I don't know if it's like a magic element. I can't remember. But I remember when the parade first came out, we were like, okay, so why is there Sword in the Stone or Moana? Like why did they pick these particular ones? I can't remember if we thought it was like a magical element or the last group of floats are like magical like heroes and their magical friends that so you know cinderella with fairy godmother peter pan and tinkerbell genie and aladdin like those kind of buddies i think that's like kind of the last section of the float but then there's the different movies through the earlier ones i don't really i don't want to say have a theme but they're yeah any movie you want what do you think well i will go based off that my favorite movie is Up, that I would love it Up. And that has adventure into it, but I love Up so much. And I think it really has to do that I really love balloons and the color of it. So maybe like part of like the Married Life soundtrack, which is at the very beginning of the Up movie, would be perfect. And actually put the Up house with the balloons on it would just be amazing. And then use, I know that they have the Kevin because it's been out in California Adventure before. So use the Kevin and bring him out and put Doug up on the float next to the house and have a Russell and Carl because those costumes are rarely ever out. They were out for like Pixar Fest a couple of years ago in California Adventure and then they went away. Right, and they had their own float, but it wasn't the house in its full capacity. Like it wasn't as, as shocking as it, it could have been. So I I agree, we could definitely get up and bring it in its own unique way. Um, okay, if you could take your favorite elements from Disney Princesses, which dress, hair, sidekick, and castle would you want to have? And you can mix and match too. Dress, hair, sidekick, castle and you've seen a lot of castles in real life so hmm, that's a good one does pocahontas count as a princess or no oh a thousand percent yeah okay if she doesn't i got people to talk to 
I'm stuck on the hair part because, let me think, I'm just thinking out loud. I would say like Miko from my sidekick. Ooh, yes. Because everyone needs a snack buddy. And then Cinderella's Castle. Okay. And the animated version or the current Walt Disney World version where you listen to Jeremy's episode, The Sunburnt Sensation. (laughs) I would say I would take either. I mean, nothing is better than real life castle, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she does have a very good animated castle as well. She does. It's absolutely stunning. Okay. So Cinderella's castle, Miko is your, is your sidekick. And then which dress would you want to have? I think probably Cinderella's dress. Ooh, and why hers? I think it's the, like the transformation part of it that I think gets me that it, into that lovely ball gown. And who doesn't love some sparkle in their life? Because that's very dramatic and I love it. But I would also then say like Jasmine's hair because just to be able to like tie it back because, you know, Rapunzel has a lot of hair and like so does Meredith. So to be able to like put your hair back and kind of like get stuff done. Same with Moana. She has a lot of hair going on and I think that would be a lot to manage all of the time. Right, right. You want something that is like you can still do your normal activities and be accessible and get out of the way. I like it. I like So I would say definitely Miko from Pocahontas for my sidekick because of everyone needs a snack buddy. And so I've definitely done a lot of snacking over the quarantine period and trying new things. So I think that Miko would be able to definitely like be a really good taste tester, even though I'm sure he's pretty biased and would love everything. (laughs) Cinderella's castle because it's just gorgeous. And so along with that, I would also pick Cinderella's dress, her ball gown for the amount of like, sparkle and that transformation scene always gets me Mm -hmm. and then as for hair I think for functionality's sake I would pick Jasmine's hair because she does have a lot of hair but she ties it back so then you know I can still get stuff done and I have to worry about hair constantly in my face all the time and it's still very beautiful for even being tied up and like how it is and stuff it's a really pretty hairstyle so still gonna look beautiful even with your hair up or down I don't know kind of both (laughs) honestly (laughs) awesome awesome so my next question is which Disney character would you want to be your co-worker oh hands down would be Pluto oh why Pluto yeah well for me like when I Disney bound I know from Fab Five I am always Pluto like that's the character that I have picked for the part um so he has a very special place in my heart and who doesn't love a puppy like co-worker I mean I'm sure Pluto would always be there when I'm stressed out and I could just like pet his head and kind of just like get all the puppy love and so yes. I think he would be great to have by my side all the time oh absolutely he'd boost morale and you know keep you motivated and happy even when the times got stressful that is a great answer I never thought about saying Pluto I love that Okay, my very last question is, if you were to change your current street name to something Disney or theme park related, what would you change it to? And this is like your address, like what in your, you're like, hey, there's a town meeting, we need to change your street, what do you want it to, and you got to choose. Hmm. Take your time. I think that I would change my street address to Paradise Falls for my still continued <gasps> love of Up. And I think that would, even if you aren't a super Disney person, Paradise Falls just sounds like you live in a great place. It does. It truly does. And it's like subtle enough that you're not like a crazy Disney person. But at the same time, it's like, oh, if you are a Disney fan, like you're going to know what's up. Yeah, if you know, you know. Oh my goodness. 
goodness. Well, Kinsey, thank you so much for answering all my crazy questions. And now I'll let you go ahead and share your magic. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I have a crazy, amazing story of definitely one of my top three Disney experiences from my entire life um, to share today. And it is the opening weekend of Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland, which took place in January of 2020. And this day is just crazy because even though this was the Walt Disney World opened Rise of the Resistance before Disneyland did, they opened in the fall of 2019. And we were all aware of the boarding groups that you need to be able to go on Rise of the Resistance because there is not a standard queue line like all of the other rides. Mm-hmm. But my my friends and I, we knew that we wanted to go for opening weekend and experience it, but we didn't know how the boarding groups really worked. So we were up very early and in the Toy Story parking lot at 5 a.m. on that Saturday, which was the earliest I've probably ever woken up to go to Disneyland. (laughs) And it was just to be able to get to a parking structure. So Mickey and Friends is not open that early. And just for opening weekend of Rise of the Resistance, Toy Story was open at five o'clock in the morning. So we all got there at the same time. Thankfully, we jumped onto the Toy Story um, bus since it's a little bit farther of a walk from Disneyland. And so we got on to Toy Story bus and we're headed there. And I definitely should have started off with the fact that we all knew that we were going to Disney bound and kind of like commemorate the opening of this ride through what we were going to wear. Yeah. And that's just something that it's super fun for us to be able to do that because it adds that extra amount of magic for us to be able to dress up. And we definitely did it for the year before when Galaxy's Edge opened and was in reservation system. And we just had the most magical time dressed up as different Star Wars characters. So for the Rise of the Resistance, we picked all of our different characters out of the Star Wars universe. And so I did buy Marathi, which is important because it I picked her, I happen to already have a blue and black wig, which is her signature hairstyle in the park that looked very similar. And so when we were picking our Disney bound characters, I was like, oh man, super inspired. I have a orange leather jacket that matches my orange jacket that she wears in the park and so I was very inspired so I was like I claimed her in the group and I was like I'm gonna do by Marathi and it's just gonna be awesome so we are all dressed up at five in the morning which takes even more effort <laughs> to You're put on like I already have all the stuff like I'm gonna be her yes okay can I ask you what did you use that black and blue wig for prior to being Vi. I'm very curious. Yes, I will share that I bought it for Dapper Day for like 2020, like April 2020 Dapper Day, which did not happen because of the pandemic. So I will not tell you specifically what person I was trying to use it for, but I had bought it in anticipation of doing that for Dapper Day. And then of course I wasn't able to. And so when I know I was like, oh, I already have the wig. I could repurpose this. I never would have thought that I could repurpose a blue and black wig, but this was like, perfect yes okay so everybody stay tuned for what she's gonna use it for okay be sure to follow her at the end of this link in the show notes for sure (laughs) oh my gosh that's amazing okay so you guys were all dressed up at too early in the morning to be dressed up (laughs) 
definitely. And then they wouldn't let us into the park just yet. So we were just kind of hanging out with a whole bunch of other people because everyone I think was anticipation of this ride and knowing that the Friday, right the day before when it opened, they even on the monorail track, there was a video that some sort of cast members, whether they were just kind of doing like monorail maintenance, but there was like, they were holding lightsabers the day before. And that was just so special. Not that we were there specifically to be able to have that experience, but we knew that people had been there really early um, Mm -hmm. to get into the park. So once they opened up the gates and let all of these crazy people into the park, we all kind of dispersed since you couldn't go that far into the park that early. Mm -hmm. And we just kind of hung out and you just had to just, I was, everyone was so anxious about this new boarding group system that we were all going to experience, knowing that it was completely random. Even if you were there at five in the morning, you had the same chance of someone who was there at 7.30. So as long as you were in the park, you had the chance to try for these boarding groups. And we're like making sure that all of our tickets were linked to everybody's phone because that's how that works. Mm -hmm. And it was such a unique experience. It, It definitely still happened. And you can see when you go back to the park now is that once the like eight o'clock hit that everyone was trying on their phone and then you hear like crowds, different groups, just like extremely excited because they were able to get a boarding group. And we were Mm -hmm. one of those crazy groups. And we were just like, as soon as someone was able to get through, then like so much screaming across the entire park for the different um, boarding groups we were able to go. And I had a friend go as well. His name was Melvin and he was there on the opening day of Rise of the Resistance. And he actually didn't have as much luck, but his is episode 38. If you guys want to go back and listen to that one. And he talks about his experience going on that, but he was there the same day as you. Yeah. It's just like crazy. I'm sure there were so many other people that were all equal trying and we just got lucky and thankfully maybe it was the dress up that we did that channeled extra magic our way yes to be able to get it um and then we of course we didn't know how far they were going to get into their boarding groups since it was kind of hard to gauge is like we got like around like 88 or 86 was that good what time in the day would that mean right. for us? We had no idea. Any unexpected breakdowns or, you know, just new ride technology, just not quite ready yet or worked out all of its kinks. So I, it was definitely stressful, I can imagine. Yeah, and I know that even though Walt Disney World had been open and people had been posting videos of the ride on their stories and things like that, I made sure I always clicked past them. I had no spoilers. None of us had seen anything. So we had Mm -hmm. zero expectation, except that we knew that we were told that this was a ride unlike anything we've ever experienced (sighs) at the park. So that's like, ooh, anticipation. I hope we can get on. And then we have like no idea. Like I have no idea what's about to happen, which is really interesting for an annual pass holder because we know the park at the back of our hand. We know everything that's going on. So to be able to experience something brand new and have zero idea of what was about to happen to us um was definitely very unique that's why it's in the top three of my personal Disney experiences oh my god and so you continue on with your day and you're killing time you're not quite sure when things are going to happen but you're kind of waiting how how does the rest of your day go yeah so we knew that eventually we most likely get on the ride thankfully so we all headed to Galaxy's Edge and bought two just to take our pictures of all of our different Disney bounds and kind of just like hang out. I know that Vi is a roaming character in Galaxy's Edge, so there isn't a specific meet and greet or time that she is out in the park. 
Um, so it is going to be up to pure chance of whether or not I was going to be able to run into her. Do you want to talk about what her role is? Like what she does in the Star Wars universe? What does Vi do in the Star Wars Yeah, so Vi is part of the um, the resistance against the First Order. So the experience that you, or one of the experiences, as I'm sure you can have while in Galaxy's Edge, is you can go on these like missions with her. She's trying to cause trouble for the First Order and kind of like not get captured by the First Order. So she, when I first ran into her in Galaxy's Edge that day, she was with Chewbacca and they were kind of plotting some stuff and kind of looking at the different people that were roaming around Galaxy's Edge and trying to stay away from the First Order. And it was very, caught us by surprise because we were just kind of taking pictures. And I think that that's the fun part of Disney bounding is that sometimes the cast members, whether or not they are in character or just um, out of character, as normal cast members will come up and kind of like straight conversations with us. So Vi and Chewie came up to talk to us in our various resistance and first order. We had a mix of light side and dark side that day. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> so it was, a, yeah, it was definitely a very interesting conversation we initially kind of had with them in passing. And so that was really nice because I was like, oh, at least I get to see her while dressed up with her with my blue wig, blue and black wig, my orange vest, my kind of like dark brown pants and like black shirt I made like a little like resistant sticker that I could put on my jacket so it was very close to what she was wearing and I know that there was like some thankfully our, our friends kind of all know that these are the types of experiences that could happen so someone's automatically recording what's going on for the memories and trying to take pictures so yeah that was the first time I got to run into her that day so that was super fun to at least strike up a conversation she acknowledged more or less that we had similar tastes in fashion that day so that was really fun and from there we went about our business. We went about our Disneyland business, just kind of hanging out, going on rides, checking to see what boarding route would be called and when we can kind of like plan out our day. And so from there, we left Batu and did normal Disneyland things. And we came back to Batu a little bit later in the day, which is where I got to meet Vi another time. And this time it was over starting by like the Millennium Falcon ride and the live Millennium Falcon that you can see and take pictures by and she was kind of sneaking up along a wall and so Ooh. I was like oh she's definitely on a mission for me I'm very nervous when I meet face characters so face characters are like Vi Marathi, who is an actual human face-to-face -face conversation unlike um other characters like Pluto and Mickey where they can give you a hug but not say anything back to you and so I think Knowing that I would have to talk to her, I was like, oh, no, I don't want to bother her. She's, like, on a special mission. But I was like, I need to talk to her because I'm dressed up and I we need to go on this mission together. And so <laughs> oh. I, I was like, after I got off my nerves, I was like, just do it. So then I went up to Vi and kind of, like, asked her what was going on and if there's anything that I could help her with. Is there something I could do? And she came up with this great idea that I would act as a decoy because she was going to have to go past the first order in order to leave the part of galaxy's edge we were in and so we were walking by and I was a little bit farther behind her and there was definitely stormtroopers out on patrol um, in galaxy's <laughs> head <laughs> and I kind of we just kind of like kept to the wall and we knew we started to kind of accumulate a 
like crowd and people were definitely looking at us. <laughs> and for those that you guys don't know, like if you go on our social media, you'll be able to see Kinsey's pictures. You looked so good. Your oh, costume you. and your outfit was absolutely perfect. Where I feel like if the average guest didn't know, like they would look at you and be like, Oh, is that the real vibe? Like, you looked so good. Oh, thank you. I think it's definitely the wig pulls it all together, which is like that little over-the-top portion of it. <laughs> that helps. But, yeah, I think that maybe to the outside, if you thought it was a show and then I was a real-life decoy, I mean, that's what that's what we want. That means that I did my job right with my Disney bound or definitely mm -hmm. that line in between, like, Disney bound and cosplay because of the wig portion of it. Um, but, yes, linking around the side, sticking to the walls, kind of just following following by around Galaxy's Edge to make sure that she could safely get past the First Order and be able to continue about her resistance business was amazing and super fun to be able to do. And once we kind of got past the First Order towards the like marketplace section of Galaxy's Edge, we kind of said our goodbye. She acknowledged me and thanked me for my good work with her. And then she kind of like went about her her resistance business but that it was so amazing it's just it's funny because we covered a lot of ground in that short amount of time and then mm -hmm. you just see like my friends and my fiance kind of just following us with like cameras and trying to take pictures and kind of record the moment at the same time but I if you'd asked me I never I probably wouldn't have thought they were even there because I was just like <gasps> nervous to be on this like special mission with her that yeah. I was just I like dropped because <laughs> I was carrying a backpack and so I think it was kind of just everyone knew I was like okay I'm just gonna leave all of my stuff and hope that my friends pick up my backpack and then follow me to take pictures or record this moment and I just was like went it was like game mode it was I was in character having this awesome experience in the park and it was just it was amazing that is incredible were they following like proud dance moms like look at my baby go with Vi exactly you know, parents are. <laughs> <laughs> like holding the camera up like you got it sweetie you're doing great <laughs> cheering me on from a distance for sure yes oh my gosh and honestly too like you know to character moments typically happen with children or if you know if you're a universal fan you talk about universal on this show for people <laughs> listening like don't be startled we, we love all parks we love all theme parks but at universal when they're doing the wand ceremony and the wand master chooses someone it's typically a kid so when you have these special moments like you do with Vi and she takes that quality time with you it just means so much to you doesn't it yeah I think that that's something that's an extra bit of Disney magic that you know that even if you are a Disney adult or someone who is passionate about it you could still have opportunity to have that very fun moment with Mickey or with any of the characters or cast members in the park because they all create such different magic it's not necessarily just for kids and I think that makes it very special and so after this magical moment with Vi, you guys said your goodbyes. What? Tell us how the ending of that hap, that interaction happened. Go. So, let me say that again. Could you please? Can you tell us how the end of that interaction went? Yeah. Once my interaction with Vi was over, our boarding group was amazingly called, and so for a time reference, it was around like five thirty, six o'clock at night. So oh. we had already all been up for over twelve hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. All, but we were so excited to be going on Rise of the Resistance and had a full car. So in Rise of the Resistance with no spoilers of the ride, the um it can fit eight people. So we had exactly eight people <gasps> from our group, okay. which made it extra special because even if we all um were overwhelmed with our emotions during the ride, which totally did happen, you were all with friends 
and not with any strangers. Or if you wanted to scream at certain parts because you were excited, then scream. And so I will say that it was a ride experience like no other. And whether it was the pure amount of time we had been up for the whole entire day, and then it was just a very long day for us because as annual pass holders, we usually don't do opening to close. Or at least for me, I don't do opening to close. Right. Because right, I know cause... there's flexibility to go for a couple hours and then leave. Yeah. So it was definitely a very long day. But when we rode the ride and experienced all this amazing, immersive ride for Rise of the Resistance, I will say I definitely like teared up twice while on the ride because I was just overwhelmed with how amazing it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know I remember getting off the ride once it's all done because the experience is very magical. I remember taking a video of myself and be like, this is the most amazing thing. I have never experienced anything like this. This is like imagineering at its finest. It's yeah. just overwhelming of all of my different emotions. And so that was just, it was nice to have that experience with friends who also kind of teared up or we were like, whoa, what did we just experience? And so Aww. that was the cherry on top of a very great character interaction day, hanging out with friends and experiencing all of us experiencing something brand new at the park for the first time together. That is such a great story. Thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything else you'd like to add about that story or that moment? Um, Let me say that again. Is there anything else you'd like to share about that story or that specific moment? I think that that whole day, why it makes it into my top three is because of the interaction that I was able to have twice with Sai and the friends groups that kind of was only one of our first couple times as a whole group that we've been together um, in the park since it's a relatively new friendship for all of us but that just so much love in one little area for one day I think that that's just something that's like for me why I love Disney that's like my continue love having a day like that and all those sorts of experiences all packed into one with a bunch of people that it's like, wow, that Disney magic at its finest for sure. I love that. Thank you so much, Kinsey, for sharing your magic. Um, where if, if people wanted to continue to follow your adventures, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Kinsey Does Disney. Awesome. Anywhere else I can find you or just Instagram? Just Instagram. Awesome. No worries. I only really have just Instagram. I'm not on TikTok <laughs> or anything like that. Um, well, again, thank you so much, Kinsey, for coming on this show. It means so much to me and all our listeners and especially our Star Wars fans, too, that listen to the show. Um, I hope you have a, such a magical day. Thanks, Morgan. This has been so much fun. I definitely appreciate Appreciate it and can't wait to hear all the other magical stories that show up on your podcast. hope you guys enjoyed Kinsey's story and if you guys enjoyed this podcast and want to help support us please go to Apple Podcasts to leave us a review it truly helps this podcast out and new people discover us Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe. And last but not least, we are always looking for more stories to feature on the show. So please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the share your magic button to submit your story. Also, there is a link in the show notes. But until next time, bye. Bye.